What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, it's another New Vision Podcast. Glad we're here. And we're back in our book study of First and Second Peter for the, for the podcast. So hopefully you've been tracking along with us. I'm picking up here in First in Peter chapter 3. I'm reading verses 18 through 22. And just real quickly, I want to springboard off. Uh, Brad White was with us yesterday talking about part of this in chapter uh, 3. And so the last verse he, he was covering yesterday, he, it said, you know, it's better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. And so that's kind of this transition point that Peter, he's been talking about suffering and, uh, you know, we're, we're picking that up today and we're going to look at this in-depth thing to suffer and, and endure. And uh, he's talked about honoring the emperor who's a bad dude. He's talking about, you know, honoring masters, even the bad ones as our, as being servants. He's talk, talked about enduring persecution, suffering, and obviously suffering for doing good that Brad covered yesterday. And so ultimately the why in that is like, why do we do that? It's, it's, it's because Christ is our savior and our example. And he, and he goes over that over and over again. And so then we're going over it again today because that's what he's talking about here in verse 18. And so it's reiterating the why, the because, why should we do all this stuff? Well, because of Jesus. And so we're going to look today. It's an in-depth look, just exactly what Jesus did. And so again, I'm reading in first Peter chapter three, uh, this is verse 18 through 22 in the ESV Bible. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. And so this just, you know, 18 through 22, short few verses if you start studying that in commentaries and study Bibles, it'll, they'll have all these footnotes. And it's like, hey, this is a difficult section. Uh, and, you know, especially versus, you know, the second part of verse 18 all the way to the end, it's like, what? What's he saying? Like, that's confusing. And there's different views for, for different verses and things like that. And so, but 18 is pretty clear. And I wanted to give, uh, you know, an in-depth look at what Jesus did. And going to teach you some theology words today. Many of you probably already know these, but some of you might not. And so we're going to we're gonna learn something. And so I, first in, in my notes, I put, you know, an in-depth of look, what Jesus did. Well, we call this, as theologians, this is called penal substitutionary atonement. Why should we go through suffering? Why should we honor an emperor and a bad master and go through persecution and suffering? And well, Jesus is our savior and he's our example. What exactly does it mean to be our savior? Well, Jesus, an in-depth look is that he went through what is called penal substitutionary atonement. And we see this all loaded into verse 18. So verse 18 says, 
For Christ also suffered once for sins. He suffered once for sins. So there's that word penal. Now think the penal system, you know, penalty. So there's the penal. Christ suffered once for sins. The righteous for the unrighteous. So there's this trade. It's a swap. It's substitutionary. It's a substitute that he might bring us to God. There's the atonement, being one with God, being being at one with God. You know, it's kind of like atonement. And so we're being right, made right with God. It's being we're being atoned for. All that all that is squashed into verse eighteen. God didn't just forgive us because He's simply forgiving. It took someone to suffer and die, and that was Jesus. And I know we know that if we believe the gospel and you're a Christian, you know, you know, Jesus died on the cross. But an in-depth look, just exactly what that is, that theological viewpoint is called penal substitutionary atonement. There you go. You learn, you're taking some like seminary level classes, learning some big words. There you go. Why is this important? Well, because it explains all the, all the things that we're called to do in scripture because of who, who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And so um, we continue with some, some more difficult verses there in verse 20, well, 18 part B. He was put to death, but made alive in the spirit. So uh, that's kind of a hinge point for interpreting the rest of these verses. In the spirit, there's a couple people, you know, a couple, if you read the commentaries, they might say, well, I think he means this, and I think he means that. There's a couple different viewpoints. And basically, you know, the Greek word that we're translating spirit in the New Testament is pneuma, and that can be translated like breath or spirit or in the spirit or in, in, you know, heavenly spirits or whatever that usually the context determines just exactly how we would translate that to English. And so this one is a little more vague and I'm of the viewpoint, you can do your own study that, you know, Jesus was put to death in the flesh. So there the, in the flesh, you can translate that several different ways. And there's a lot of different senses of the use of that word throughout the New Testament. But flesh, so I think that means physical realm. So obviously Jesus was literally, you know, he put he died physically, physical death. And then, you know, he because of penal substitutionary atonement, he's also suffering, you know, wrath on the cross. And so, but that's here in this physical realm. So in the flesh, as it were. So Jesus is put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Now, I think the my viewpoint is that in the spirit is juxtaposing the physical realm, which what I see is the sense of flesh with the spiritual realm. So what I think literally that verse is saying, even though it's clunky in Greek, is Jesus was put to death in the physical realm, you know, his flesh, but made alive in the spiritual realm. So he has resurrected and, you know, and now has ascended and is now in this realm, this place that, you know, here on earth we don't see. So it's spiritual in that sense. And, and that's the everlasting place is the spiritual realm. Um, and he's there in his resurrected physical body. And he was also raised by the Holy Spirit. And so I, I think that's kind of important from what we continue on in verse 19. It says, quote, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. What? So Jesus, when, when did this happen? And so when you interpret in the spirit as in Jesus is now in this spiritual realm. He's pro- he pro- proclaimed, so that's the past tense, to the, quote, spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. And then he talks about Noah's family being saved, um, you know, the the flood. You all know Noah's ark story. So what is he? So Jesus, 
Did he get up from the grave and then go back in time? Well, no. Here's what I think that's saying. Uh, I think it's saying that Jesus and who he is and what he did, that message of who he is and what he did was proclaimed in that time during Noah's age. And so in a sense that the whole story of Noah's Ark is a, a message about Christ. It's Christ, the, the whole Bible is about Jesus. And so that story in and of itself is a picture of Jesus. And so, you know, he, he proclaimed, he, uh, he, he has, Jesus was proclaimed in that time period during those time period when they were brought safely through the water. Um, and then it continues in verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this, namely the story of Noah's Ark, comma, saves you so people are like, what? Baptism saves you. And there's whole denominations that kind of hinge on that statement. And obviously we preach at New Vision, like, no, getting up there in that warm water tank and, you know, splashing some water and getting dunked doesn't literally say there's nothing in the water. It's not it, the, the mere mechanical, physical act doesn't save you. We want to, you know, emphasize that specifically, like you getting up there and raising your hand and just getting in a warm pool of water isn't what makes you right with God. But if, you, if you're continuing on for verse 20, it's talking about, hey, Jesus has been preached through this story. It's a picture of what Jesus did through penal substitutionary atonement. That whole story is a, is a picture. It's a preaching. It's a, you know, Christ per, was proclaimed in that spiritual realm uh, through these now disobedient people who didn't listen during Noah's time, and so they encouraged God's judgment. And some people were saved on the ark. And so that's a picture of baptism, namely spiritual baptism, the spiritual realm. It's not physical, you know, and he continues on. It's not the removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what is penal substitutionary atonement? It's God's salvation through judgment. And we see that in the floodwaters in Noah's day. So Jesus had to suffer physically, but also spiritually on that cross. He endured God's wrath. And so it says baptism corresponds to this. Well, Noah and his ark is like baptism. They're saved through judgment, you know, salvation through judgment. They're in this ark passing through the waters. You know, it's that's that's what baptism is saying. That's why we need Jesus. That's all been a picture about Jesus. Galatians 2.22 says, I have been crucified with Christ. That's like getting dunked. I'm, I'm now dead. I'm crucified with Christ. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So raised to life. I'm dead to my sin and I'm alive to Christ. I'm, I've been saved. I've, I've passed through the waters of judgment through the ark of salvation. And that is Jesus. Jesus, the person who he is and what he's done. Then verse 22, it says, who Jesus, who has gone into heaven. So it wasn't just the crucifixion, but also the resurrection and is now seated at the right hand of God with angels, authorities and powers having been subjected to him. So this is like some really, you know, in-depth theology, like really studying about all this stuff that Peter is writing. Hey, do this and do that. Like, and why? Well, because of Jesus. And well, here's like really about what Jesus did. And so we can take heart in that. And it's not just a head thing. It goes to the heart and, and rejoicing in that. Verse 22, he's in heaven. He's one. And because of penal substitutionary atonement, who he is, what he did, 
everything has been achieved. He did it, and it's finished on the cross. And so I hope this is kind of complicated, and this this podcast might not even really kind of click with you if you hadn't you know opened your Bible and, and been reading along with it. So maybe you could go back and listen to this and, and read Scripture for yourself while we're talking about it, or do your own study and, and try to figure out, hey, why why is it worded like that? So I hope it's a technical one. I hope it, it's helped you in some way. If you have any questions, shoot me an email, andrew.cloud at newvisionlife.com, and we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.